Yo, what's up, guys? This is Mojo, and this is Soul Artistry Radio. This is my third take, and it's all good. Um, Alejandra will not be in this interview this time. Um, she is working on her, uh, her her paintings right now, digitally doing her thing. Uh, so today I have, like, a really awesome um, guest today. Uh, and she, I met her through the uh, CIC Miami, which I'll let her uh, kind of talk more about in the Venture Cafe. Um, but she definitely is a pioneer in our art community and just... Um, uh, leadership community as well and it's really dope to uh, partner with her on a couple of projects but I really wanted to kind of dive deep in um, and kind of talk about what she's what she's doing now uh, so I would love to introduce Miss Leanne. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, you know, I wanted to uh, introduce you because, you know, um, like we, we talk a lot of stuff and we, we, we're, you know, doing a lot of projects now, uh, especially like the Nia Project. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, I wanted to, you know, kind of open the floor for you to kind of uh, introduce yourself and kind of talk about like where you started and like the how you get to the powerhouse you are right now. Sure. So I'm not the best introducer of myself because I probably leave out the most salient facts. I think, you know, I started from the bottom, now I'm here. It's probably <laughs> the first one. Um, but um, most people don't know. Uh, I'll start with a couple things about me that most people probably don't know is number one, I'm Canadian. So I uh, was born in Toronto, grew up in uh, Vancouver, and I came to the United States when I was 16 to attend um, college mm-hmm. at an HBCU. Nice. Um, the great Moon Cookman uh, University now. It was college back then. Um, the second thing that a lot of folks may not know about me is that I am a recovering attorney. And so I uh, got to Miami to attend University of Miami School of Law. And I practice complex commercial litigation, white collar defense, um, and a lot of kind of Ponzi scheme, fraud related litigation um, for about seven and a half years before I was lucky enough to get the role to lead um, kind of as the founding ED of Venture Cafe here in Miami. Um, How I got here, um, it's funny, you know, the founder of my undergraduate institution, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, you know, when they tell her story, they always said, um, faith uh, in God, hope, and a dollar and 50 cents. So I had a little (laughs) bit more than a dollar and 50 cents. Say the faith in God and hope for an amazing future is probably what got me to where I am now, and I'm still going. That's fire. First of all, you went from being beast mode, uh, Olivia Pope, all the way to uh, to changing the game. <laughs> That's so dope. That's dope. Uh, so, um, wow. So, what made you get into law? Like, what what made you get into law law school? So it's interesting. Um, I always talk a lot about like purpose being a uh, continuity or a line that in hindsight you can see different elements of it irrespective of the container that it appears in. Yeah. So I wanted to be a lawyer since I was four years old. Like if you ever asked me like anybody that's known me my entire life, like yeah. I always said I am going to be a lawyer yeah. and that has never been something of question. And mm. When I think about it, the reason why I wanted to be a lawyer, which is more clear to me now than it was, you know, when I was a kid and then when I also was kind of preparing for law school, it was the idea that lawyers are able to kind of capitalize on their intellect, my business clients or um, working on some kind of criminal justice policy issues that I did on the side with the American Bar Association. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what I loved about being a lawyer is really helping people find solutions that maybe they didn't have the capacity or the learnings or the training to do. Mm-hmm. And there's an intellectual curiosity and sparring about being a litigator that I absolutely loved. It allows me to kind of take some talents that I have and just being a total nerd um, (laughs) kind of put it all into a a really cool bucket where I'm actually able to have some impact or was when I was practicing 
that's dope. That's dope. Unfortunately, it like cut out a little bit uh, when when you were talking, but um, I think that um, the 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 bit that you just said right there like really explained the energy as to why like you want to well why why you you chose to be a lawyer you know what I mean because that that definitely reflects into um, like what you're doing now like how I met you you know what I mean um, so you go from being like awesome like <laughs> like litigator right into um transitioning into the cic miami and starting a venture cafe and things like that how did you make that transition so i worked on some pretty large cases where the amounts in controversy were in the billions of dollars range not millions but like b billions the b word okay exactly (laughs) and you know those cases were really fascinating really great work um but when they were resolved, I realized like none of the money actually went to helping the people that were harmed mm. or the people that maybe saw some of the more significant impact of the decisions of the, the, the folks involved in those cases. And so I kind of wanted to do something a little bit more impactful. Mm. And I think the second thing was, um, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, but I'm also the founder of NIA Project, which mm-hmm. is a leadership development program for high potential youth of color mm-hmm. that leverages transformative fellowships abroad to kind of reshape the trajectory of their um, capacity for impact and opportunity for impact in the world. And during one of our fellowships, you know, we asked the kids, what are you most proud of? What is the thing that mm-hmm. you kind of are so excited about accomplishing and the kids of course they turned it on me asked me that question and the first thing that came to mind was not my legal career it Mm. was in fact kind of me a project because i was very proud of the impact i was able to have and so it got me through this kind of uh, journey of self-discovery to think about what is it that i wanted to do that allowed me to first leverage my experience in the business world continue to coach and advise people because that's what I did as a legal advocate, as an attorney, mm-hmm. but also maybe have a deeper impact in terms of kind of societal issues or challenges that I saw in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing kind of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as my old law partner would say, yeah. to talk with folks um, about what they were doing in the innovation and technology space because I was really impressed with the creativity and the different approach that um, you know tech companies like Facebook or Google were able to have in terms of having an impact in community. So right. that led me to the opportunity at Venture Cafe, and I was lucky enough to, through competitive process, get the role as the founding executive director. Wow! Congratulations! Like, and what's crazy is like uh, Venture Cafe is really dope. Like um, when I first uh, learned about venture cafe was through cic right so uh the cic can you explain to the audience like what cic miami is yeah cic is a company that has flexible office co-working space and leads um the country and some internationally around um creating innovation districts and so they are a partner of venture cafe we're separate entities so venture cafe is a 501c3 nonprofit that focuses on building an inclusive accessible diverse innovation entrepreneurial ecosystem in its local market mm-hmm. um, and cic is our strategic partner um, venture cafe is part of a, a network of similar venture cafes around the world mm-hmm. and other venture cafes um, often have cic as a partner um you know, that provides um, space for things like the gathering, the Thursday gathering. And also we try to align the way that we help to activate and better connect the local ecosystem uh, for entrepreneurs and innovators in the markets we are. That's that's so dope um, because like you said, um, with Venture Cafe, uh, I think I held my first one in St. Louis. Um, and I met, uh, I think, I think I did, I met Tyler and, uh, and I met some people from his team. And so they were like, all right, Mojo, you, you know, you, you live, you know, or you're from St. Louis. Cause at the time, you know, of course I'm living in Miami and stuff. And, I uh, went back, uh, home to St. Louis to see my son and hang out with him. And I was like, all right, well, when I'm here, you know, he has school, I'm gonna do some work. Uh, and so, uh, met up with Tyler and his team and stuff. And they let us do like a, uh, like a talk. So we did a talk. 
um, and it was I think we called it um, make art your business and um, that room it was it was small but it was packed it was hot in there like it was like a furnace and so we were just in there talking and just like sharing as much information as we could uh, like intro information um, about transitioning like your art into like an actual business like having an LLC and you know knowing about your taxes and things like that and um you know like knowing how to do phone calls and sales calls things like that uh and, and we in Alejandro and I did that so when we came back to uh Miami and stuff like that like we we did the show again like we we did it again and stuff and so we met more people and more um uh more people that are in that field or like could help in that field so and that's in uh, the cic and like you said there's a lot of people uh which i encourage everyone to go to it's every thursday so what what's the days that the venture cafe happens well i know right now with the quarantine but so venture cafe we are we have a lot of different programs and um we're trying to do a better job of sharing the different initiatives that we have Mm -hmm. um but the one that we're most uh, famous for, if you will, is the Thursday Gathering, which by its name, by its name, you know, it happens on Thursday. Yep. But as we look at kind of expanding other geographic locations in South Florida, it'll just be the like you know the Venture Cafe Gathering, and yep. maybe in different parts of the city, it might not happen on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. But that you know, you've been you've, you've partnered with us on our largest night ever, which was the Art Basel Takeover. We had six hundred and fifty people. Yes, it was so deep. But every single Thursday, you know, you see, um, you know, different workshops, breakout sessions, conversations, kind of casual connections and and opportunities to learn, opportunities to share information about helpful resources, opportunities to develop your skills through workshops or one-on-one office hours with coaches, mentors and advisors and experts. And, you know, when we're in person, there is beer and wine and in-person connectivity um, and I think, you know, we're, we're, we're about to hit our fourth birthday this coming summer Dang. and we see over 50,000 people check in in that time, averaging about two to three hundred a night. And yeah. so the, tra- the, the transition to a completely virtual pa- platform, which we call VCM Virtual, yeah. um, happened in less than a week. Like my team, we got a shout out to Kyle, Eileen, Melissa, Nina, Shakita on my team. Yeah. We were able to just think about what is the user experience in person and then how do we design for that in virtual and we've been seeing you know on average 175 to 200 show up virtually every week um you know this past week we just had over 230 people registered participating signing in online and i think it's because we focus on building community and creating platforms for interaction and real connection Man, yeah, that's so dope. Like, it, it's crazy because um, we one of one of our well, let, let's go back to to the to the outside the line show that we did for our Basel. First of all, that was crazy because we didn't expect like all of those people to come, uh, and, and that you know just to give a little background with that, like that idea spawned from like Alejandra feeling like um, she was getting these opportunities to like showcase at, at, at Basel and stuff, but she's like, I, I can't do all of them. And she was like, well, what, what, I could either give these off to other people or we can, like, you know, make our own show. And so we, you know, uh, connected with Ellie and stuff like that, who is super awesome. Shout out to Ellie. Um, shout out to the 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 um, the other person we was working with. Also, she um, she had her own like uh, acting thing. Like, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, not because she's not important, just because we're, we're, we're in it right now. Like, we, I'm just so hyped talking about this right now. Uh and so we uh when when the show happened dude, it was just like so many people um and it was just like it was just it was amazing dude like and it was, it was a lot a lot of people there and there's a lot of support a lot of love uh a lot of camaraderie and things like that and it was just it was just it was crazy um and that amount of support and like you said like that that face uh value where you get to meet people shaking people's hands you're learning and things like that like it's just it was just so important and i think that that's what uh really led to the force and and the the capability that venture cafe has you know what i mean like to bring all of those people on top of all the people that we brought to it was that was crazy it was crazy so i think you hit on the heart of what we do you know 
I always say that venture cafes work um, in helping to connect and build a community in a way that's inclusive is always done through a lens of, I just came up with this acronym because I'm working on a writing project. I call it IDEAS, which is Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, Access, and Storytelling. And (laughs) Powerful. Retweet on that one, but I think like it's a good. I, I like acronyms because I'm a very pragmatic, utilitarian person. I'm like this is the easiest way to remember values and what's important to us. But like separately, we have you know two other important values that lead our work. The first of which is nothing happens in a silo, so we will not do any program activity anything to serve if it's not with other people which Mm -hmm. is a really different approach to take because you know what i'm seeing in this quarantine life is everybody got their webinar everybody's doing their own thing and Mm -hmm. we are just saying hey how can we be a platform to align and amplify what you're doing that's all we're trying to do we're trying to align amplify and make sure that you can deepen your impact because we're just here standing behind you and i think when you're talking about building community when you let the ego disappear and you focus more on the purpose mm-hmm. and the why you're actually doing what you're doing, irrespective of the type of organization, I think that's why we've seen the amount of engagement and success um, in such a short time. Um, mm-hmm. And even with this transition to digital, it's because we're not focusing on Venture Cafe, we're focusing on how we can add value and how you know the folks that don't traditionally have access to things of value have a, a, road, a roadmap or access point yeah and like you know that's a that's an awesome like segue too because uh you know when the whole like quarantine thing happened um and and the pandemic and the covid things like the first the first thing that came to mind to me was like how do you still connect right like how do you still connect with people how do you still keep your initiatives going your projects going like how do you do that in a time where you can't even physically like be around other people and what's what's cool about it is that everybody's found a way like everybody i'm talking like like a like dj nice did like a whole instagram like uh instagram live like story of him like doing a show then now you got like the swiss beast things where they're doing like the little john versus uh i i can't remember who, who he did his show against um I can't remember, but they they were doing their shows and stuff. So you, so all of these things are happening, um, and it's like nothing stopped fully, right? Like the community, the communication and the community aspect of of connecting has not stopped. So I think that is something really special, and I think that is going to carry on after this is all over with. Like there's going to be options for people to either actually get out of their house to 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 be around the people or they can be like you know i can be in my comfort comfort of my own home and enjoy this concert now you know what i mean like and i think that it's uh it's very innovative like it's a very innovative way of thinking about marketing and, and community and things like that and i feel like venture cafe is like uh at the forefront of that like how you guys are able to have a room full of like 600 people and then now you can go from being like 600 people to like like 2,000 people a day just like communicating with each other you know what I mean and just like sitting in on a webinar or something like that you know um so I want to ask you so so let's get into the the thing that I know you're most passionate about uh and I can see it in your face like you like it's like you're gleaming when you when when you when I talk about this and when we when you always talk about it uh, is the is the Nia project? So explain what the Nia project is. So oh my god, Nia project! If you can tell, like so <laughs> excited, totally my heart. Um, so Nia project is a five hundred one c three nonprofit that I uh, founded in twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. and I think the best way to describe it is our tagline: We believe travel awakens leaders. And initially it started off as a trip and it's now evolved into a full-fledged fellowship program for high potential youth of color from kind of underserved backgrounds mm-hmm. who really just need a, a level of wraparound support to help maximize their purpose and potential. And I know that sounds like woo-woo and not yeah. very clear, but you know, concrete examples of what we do, you saw it in person, mm-hmm. is you have a full formal program of a year where 
you know, it's a competitive selection process. We probably only select about 10 to 12 percent of those that apply. Mm -hmm. So we select 12 fellows every single year. And um, we do a fellowship program that's based off of these four pillars um, of leadership um, that we explore. So leadership, inclusion, impact and purpose. Mm -hmm. So When I look at a lot of like inspiring leaders and not so inspiring leaders, you can see that those um, characteristics when well developed make for the most intentional and um, empathetic and excellent leaders that I've seen. And so we try to explore through um, experiential learning Mm -hmm. um, those pillars uh, for our fellows. And the best way is also, you know, through this transformative experience broad. So we're taking kids to Ghana, Namibia, South Africa, Indonesia. We're supposed to go to Rwanda this summer. Um, We'll be still going to Rwanda. Yes. Hopefully next summer back to Namibia and in more locations than just South Florida. And the interesting thing that you see on the fellowship is the fellows that leave Miami are not the same people that come back. Yeah. They grow and they develop into these amazing, not just good leaders, but leaders that have the qualities like those quiet leaders that are comfortable in their own skin, that are leading from their strengths and their unique characteristics, that have a clear sense of purpose, that are thinking a lot about how they can impact and change the world, Mm -hmm. and that are understanding that leadership means being able to see perspectives of people outside your own experience. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing that we do is we help coach them to take that transformative experience, package it, and help to win scholarships and, um, and you know, acceptances to call to college. So 100% of the 57 fellows we've had over the last um, kind of six years have gotten into college. 90% have won scholarships. Wow. We're about to start calculating the um, 2020 numbers, but last year alone, um, I think it was $4.5 million worth of scholarships are graduating fellows won for the class of 2019. Wow. And we think that that, I think we're on to something. There's yeah. a magic in what we're doing. Um, you know, this past week, and I'll say really quickly because there's supposed to be short answers, but like what makes me excited is this past week, one of our fellows from 2019, who is absolutely amazing, um, she sent me a text and I kind of, I was kind of tough on her, but in the right, you know, the tough love. Yeah, the tough I'm, love. Yeah, yeah. You are doing the most and the most <laughs> is not going to get you into college. <laughs> We work with our fellows. We give them like you know a, a schedule of what you should do pre SAT, post SAT, like what activities you should put on pause. They will understand. She did it. She cut out all her activities. She was able to increase her score, SAT score, but I think over two hundred points. Wow. She got into Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Princeton, and got a full um, Gates scholarship to pay for any school that she wants to. Wow. So we know it works. Wow. That so. First of all, the numbers and the percentages are super high. And that is a that is a, you know, direct correlation to what you are doing. You know what I mean? Like and and also the drive and the the determination of the of the the youth. You know what I mean? So first of all, congratulations to that. Like you are you're truly impacting kids lives like that, you know, may have believed that they could not go to a school like that. You know what I mean? And now here it is. They going full ride to pick one of those schools that they want to just go to. You know what I mean? Like, that's that. That's awesome. Like, that's awesome. Like, um, I, I shoot. I wish I had the Neo project when I was around so I could uh, up my ACT scores because mine was trash. <laughs> my ACT was trash. Uh, but um, but yeah, like, I, I think that that is that's so beautiful. Like, it's crazy because um. When uh, I, I came to the one event uh, and it was like the um, like it was the alumni speaking to the, the newer students and stuff. Uh, I remember just coming in there and some of the alumni were speaking. I thought they were like team members like and they, they were so like they were so. Um, I don't know, man, I can't even explain it, man. Whatever that transition you just said, like how like those kids leave. And then they come back as new people. They're definitely like they're definitely on their own level. Like, um, 
and uh, I was super impressed. I mean, I, it was very inspiring. I was like, man, I need to, I need to get out of the country. Like I've never been out of the country at all. You know, finally uh, got everything uh, worked on to get my passport, so now I can do that and get out of the country. Man, thank you for pushing me, uh, and all of the, everybody that helped. Like, I mean, all of the art projects helped with that and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and I was, I was thoroughly impressed, dude. Like, and, I, and the kid's name was uh, Dwayne. And uh, he, dude, like, I was super impressed with him, man. Like, he was super, super, like, on top of everything. Like, and he um, he was really great at explaining his um, his experience and, like, how it changed his life, um, especially at such an early age. And then also, like, um, sharing that with us. You know what I mean? So we can be like, like, everybody else that's coming afterwards know exactly, like, how, how that would transpire, you know? Um... But yeah, like so, how how do um, kids, or I'm sorry, not kids, youth, how do they um, apply for this? Like, how do they get their 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 feet wet and and go through the 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 rigorous training of becoming a leader? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I would definitely say I appreciate your 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 well your your congratulations but there is no i in this team you know yeah. we have an advisory committee mm-hmm. who helps to evaluate applications work with our fellows on letters of recommendation reading essays mentoring coaching getting them internships jobs pretty much if a kid calls and says, i need this you find, we try a to find a way we mm-hmm. just find a way to make it happen and i think the because NIA Project right now, we don't have staff. So one thing that most people don't realize, it's 100% volunteer run. So the fellows have a deep sense of responsibility and they are involved in the team. Like there's no differentiation between the advisory committee and the fellows. They actually take on a leadership role in really executing. And, you know, having Dwayne and others as peer facilitators means, you know, the older I get, the further away in age I am from the fellows that we take on yeah. the the trip, on the fellowship program. Yeah. And so having that near peer mentor is really critical to making sure that the process works effectively. And so for those that want to um, put their name in the hat and um, apply, applications open for South Florida October 1 okay. every year. And so www.neaproject.org. I'll give you these details, yes. handles, and web links to um, share with people that are listening. Yes. Um, and so it's open to high school students um, age 15 through 18, but we've taken 14-year-olds. I will be honest, we prefer 10th and 11th graders to prioritize. Nice. We are moving further and further away from taking seniors because we can't help you um, to coach you into getting into college and really getting the best out of your experience as a fellow. So we mm. really are leaning towards 9th, 10th, and 11th graders, nice. mostly to 11th because you got to have a super mature 9th grader. Dwayne was a 9th grader when he came. Nice. And then you have to have a 3.0 GPA, but I will tell you, most have a little bit over 3.0 on average, once selected, um, the family income has to be $75,000 or less. And so we say low to moderate income because even though people may not be below the poverty line, they still don't have the resources necessarily, maybe the experience or the training to provide a transformative opportunity for their um, their child. Yeah. Um, and we do require, and I like to say it is a requirement, but if you don't have it, we'll help you work through it. A U.S. passport at the time of application, yeah. <laughs> and I always like to say that that is valid at the date you apply, and will be valid by by uh, through I think it's through the end of the calendar year. So okay. it can't be expiring before you leave. It's got to be valid through the end of that <laughs> calendar year that you will be a fellow. Yeah, don't be like me, like uh, trying to get everything popping off and like. Two months trying to get your password is trash. It's, it's very stressful. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so that's how they apply, and it's a competitive process. So there's uh, a couple of stages, and this summer, this year, this fall, we're going to do something different. Instead of hosting just info sessions, we're actually going to do some workshops mm-hmm. that are interactive, much like the workshop that you came to, to get folks that are interested. Um, acclimated to our process of evaluation which is very different yeah um, but our process is apply and then we take we do a cut and we invite a, a semi-finalist to what's called the lead workshop and then they spend a full day for interactive engaging leadership training mm-hmm. 
then they do a 10 minute inter- panel interview there's only 10 to 15 people at the interview yeah and it's a conversational get to know you one-on-one and then more documents are provided and then we select the, the fellows and announce it typically at an event not yeah. happening this year because you know coronavirus but covid yeah, no, creative ways to make our fellow selection for 2020 and anticipate that, you know, given the current environment, you know, our fellows for 2020 will be deferred um, for 2021. And so they will be able to do the fellowship program internationally in 2021. Nice, nice. So, yeah, like I, you know, um, when when we we spoke. All right. So let's let's talk about uh, Well, I actually want to ask you um, about when the students go over to the another country right i remember one time we, we were talking um but before i introduced like how how we're working together with the neo project but you you spoke about it like going to another country and not just you know building a house and then leaving like you you spoke a lot about um like development kind of like talk a little bit about that like I, I thought this part was really interesting and like very necessary. Yeah. Um, so when our fellows and our leadership team is in country, I always like to say it is absolutely not a trip because we actually have like classes in session. Yeah. And so there are a couple of main uh, components of what our fellows can expect when they are abroad. The first of which is... Um, I would say master classes. So um, just like we have master classes in the lead workshop, we expose them to local leaders in the country we go to, um, to hear their individual story of leadership and purpose and that journey. And they're really intimate master classes and uh, we're able to learn about the impactful work that these local leaders are doing. Typically we have had the honor of being the guest of U.S. Embassy and getting a one-on-one audience with the city U.S. ambassador wow. that we um, are, like, whatever country we're in, which has been an honor. And most fellows don't realize, like, every youth group that goes to a country does not get a one-on-one with the U.S. ambassador. But we've been lucky enough to have some relationships in the State Department that have enabled us to do that. The second component is what we call... Um, impact days which are the most fun it's what the fellows talk about which is we'll go to a school um or a youth like an after school program or sometimes an orphanage and we will do a variety of fun interactive activities to explore intercultural exchange and share our our more intentional form of leadership with um the students that we interact with yeah so go on our youtube page you see um our video of our partnership with stella's child in in bali Mm. and we're able to kind of do a field day which is a lot of fun and spend some time with the kids in in indonesia um and then we also have leadership labs and that is about 10 to 12 hours of actual um experiential learning time where i'm typically kind of a lead facilitator but the other facilitators will host uh, modules around um, leadership impact inclusion and purpose discussion-based um experience Mm -hmm. that's dope that's like 10 10 to 12 hours to go get it like that's dope (laughs) The phone was ringing in the background. So. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So, cut that out. But <laughs> the last thing that we do is, um, it's really, so we do we do two other pieces. Then there's touristic activities. So, Bali, we went to Bali Swing, and we got a chance to see a lot of the temples. We went to the rice paddies. We did a bridge walk. We also were able to, um, temples in Bali, um, and we went to a coffee plantation, understood like how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, then we just spend a lot. So I think the magic of the fellowship happens in the non-structured time. Mm-hmm. So the best experiences, and we've been pushing more towards this. Shout out to Airbnb. Hopefully we could do a formal partnership. But when we are able to have a place, and I think I sent you the text yeah. that showed you the state in Rwanda, where it is one giant house. Mm-hmm. Um, one giant house in Bali. It was kind of a guest house that we stayed at. We had a great staff um, where we have every meal together. 
and we do dinner together and we do highs and low and we have informal yoga time together and then there's the time kind of in the room where they do facilitator hot seat where they'll all like everybody jumps into someone's room normally facilitators they're just asking questions <laughs> yeah up late at night till three o'clock four o'clock in the morning and i'm like guys you know we gotta get up yeah. and that is the time where i think the magic happens where there's this you know you know in the videos you see that our fellows are like this is not just a group this is family right and you keep sense of bonding through experience and i think that's what really solidifies the learning process is the relationships that are built that's so awesome dude like i i'm excited like i'm excited like uh to 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 see this and to see it for myself and uh and that, and that, that brings me to um like how you and i connected for the neo project and stuff so um let's talk about that so uh ellie super dope um she um pulled her strings to put alejandra and i's work up at uh the cic so we have our paintings up there uh, that's also like how we did the show, um, the outside line show and stuff like that. Um, and you, of course, are a part of the venture cafe. So like our whole initiative was like, all right, let's do this on a Thursday so that we can like, you know, make this a, a beautiful night and stuff. Um, so me and you, like, I think you emailed me or something and you was like, like, let's talk. And I was like, all right. And so, uh, we met up and this was right. This was right before uh christmas like this right before christmas because i was about to go to st louis and so we had a we had a meeting and let's talk about the meeting yes <laughs> so it's funny i am i'm not a big social media person mm-hmm. like i think i posted on my profile for the first time in like months um <laughs> this week but i did do it's stories um mm-hmm. and so i saw on Instagram, like I had seen your work, but I didn't know who it was. And it used to be on the third floor where Venture Cafe's office is. And like your pieces really spoke to me. And um, and I was like, oh, whose work is that? Like, I really like it. Mm-hmm. And then my program manager, who has a background in the arts, Eileen, um, was working on this arts takeover and having these planning meetings. So she posted on Instagram, you know, I think you posted on Instagram about a planning meeting and tagged Venture Cafe and tagged yeah. her. And of course I saw it on the stories. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, who who's, who tagged us? And I started looking at your page. I was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> the artist that I've been trying to figure out who he is. And like, so I just was like, let me DM you and just yeah. say, hey, like you don't know who I am, but you know, I had this idea about the work that we're doing with Mia Project. So we've got this grand vision to expand the number of locations, St. Louis, yep. hopefully Hometown. being one of them in the future where we begin to have more impact. And I always think that we don't have to go wider in numbers because there's something magic about the cohort of 12, but mm. that doesn't mean we can't go wider in geography. Right. And we've been thinking a lot about how through a model we can actually give back intentionally to the countries we go to. And with the fellows, we make a big distinction between service and impact. Service is like, you know, you go do something, you're like, here, let me just kind of show you something. We'll put a band-aid on a problem, but we're not influencing change. In- right. Impact is being influencers of real systemic change. Right. And I'm like, what can we do that influences change but doesn't take away from our program? And, you know, it's the S in ideas. Yeah. Story. And I've always had this vision um, of kind of storytelling and media. If you look at Venture Cafe's presence, you see a lot of storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of me kind of behind the scenes, like we got to tell the story, we got to tell it in That's video. It. And so we've been thinking about how do we create documentaries? How do we create mini documents and content pieces around our experiences? Because you know that's what people consume and that's what changes their perspectives of often the stigmatized places you know mm-hmm. on the african continent and other places like southeast asia that we go to where people don't see the real experience right. they don't see the complexities they don't see the true beauty they don't see the travel opportunity they don't see how safe it is they don't see um the, the how much people have overcome they don't see the innovation they don't see the talent and they don't see the real stories Mm. but when our fellows go we curate the fellowship so our fellows have that experience because it's all around around that inclusive mindset Mm. and so i've had this crazy idea for a while to launch a concept that i'm calling me a project studio which is all about shifting the narrative 
of the places we go to mm -hmm. through the lens of storytelling. Nice. Video storytelling and this idea that artists are the best storytellers. I think <laughs> I did. And I wanted to incorporate art as a unique way of um, aligning me a project with up and coming artists of color mm -hmm. um, in a unique way, but also giving some leadership training and experience and exposure to the cultures that we are embedded in during our fellowships to artists like yourself yeah and so you know i was like hey do you want to be our pilot artist you know <laughs> after you it's going to be a competitive process yeah, yeah. develop but i really think your art spoke to me and your mission of you know what why you you pick the subjects you pick mm -hmm. why you paint the way you paint mm -hmm. um really aligned with the purposeful um um core of Nia Project, and so we thought it'd be great to have you come in as our first uh, studio uh, artist in residence. Man, first of all, thank you so much, because, like, and then right, right after you said that, you, like, you took the mic, dropped it on the table, it was like, Merry Christmas. And I was like, oh! <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to this! I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, and, and definitely did, so I, I, I'm so grateful for that that this opportunity and like uh, I'm I'm really excited. I was like, as soon as the COVID thing happened, you have no idea. I was calling airlines, dude. I was like, what is it still? Can can people fly? Like, what's the social distancing looking like? Do I have to sit two seats behind somebody? What what is that? What is this looking like? And um and yeah, so like learning more about it stuff like that. But you know, uh, but fortunately, like you said, like it's been rescheduled for next year and things like that. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm so, so eager, I'm eager to go to this right now, you know, and, um, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing and I, I appreciate it and stuff and shout out to Eileen, man, cause she's been a super big help, uh, because she, um, she's one of the, one of the key people I, I speak with, um, to help with, um, uh, AARP so that's another one of our, our groups that that we work with a lot and so we're trying to like build that community and 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 uh, sense of family with with uh, venture cafe and uh, AARP because they have been super dope they were they were a sponsor for us for uh, um, outside the lines and stuff and so Eileen and I like work together and is Isabel um, from AARP works together to kind of get some uh, some projects for them going with the same mission like the same mission of inclusion uh, no more ageism and all that kind of stuff and encouraging people that are younger to like kind of think about like, you know, their future pretty much. So, uh, so that's really dope. But um, yeah, like the Neo Project, you know what I mean, Leanne? Like I've, I've seen it and I saw just the alumni when they come back. So it's like, they are impressive, dude. Like I'm talking like, Yep, that kid definitely is going to, to Princeton. That kid is definitely going to Yale, like, you know what I mean? And going to Excel. You feel me? Like, and I think that what, like, that's a, again, that's a testament to you, your team, your vision, um, <clears throat> like, your collective, all of that. Like, I see it and, like, I'm fully behind that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we are fully behind it over here, man. And I'm just, like, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Like, I've, I've never been this excited to, um, to do something new Because I'm the type of guy Like I'm going to be honest I'm going to be transparent here Like I'm transparent Like a piece of tracing paper Like I Like don't like Doing new stuff But I will inch In doing something new And then I'll be all in You know what I mean And like this is the, One of the first times uh, In my life I was like man I was all in I was like yeah I'm doing it Like I, I don't care I'm doing it Like it doesn't matter dog. Like I'm going Like I'm going to figure it out So um, So what so I so so that that leads me to my question now is like what like how are you dealing with the 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 quarantine like uh and like what are some ways like as a as an entrepreneur yourself like how how are you coping with it now and what are some things you're doing now to like keep everything going and and keeping that 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 momentum yeah that's a great question um, and I was going to say, the quote that I always tell the fellows is, your life begins the moment you step outside your comfort zone. Mm. Um, and Kyle on my team, who you've met on Venture Cafe's team, yeah. who is amazing yes. and such an inspiration. He's kind of like our team guru in the sense. He's yeah. very like grounded and spiritual. He has a sticker on his computer that says, your comfort zone will kill you. Mm. And it's like a it is a challenge every day to step outside your comfort zone. But if you think about it, you know, I've been, I've been doing 
little bit nerdy, so I've been doing some reading. And, you know, your comfort zone, in my opinion, is so, it, you know, there's research to support this. It's tied to your your biochemistry, um, your physiology, that little kind of piece in the base of your skull called your amygdala, which yep. is the part of your brain that... Um, that processes and that stores memories of fear and the fear is what kind of prevents you from moving forward and so you know there's ways to condition yourself to get over fear and get over ego and then that's where you can thrive and flourish but you know to your question about what how we're managing kind of the quarantine you know i wear multiple hats so i'll kind of walk you through the hats on the venture cafe side you know we're virtual Join us every Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> we got to keep you on for one of our, you know, cafe convos. For sure. Just, I just started doing it. It just started casually because I was hosting the cafe space before we also added this platform called Remo, which allows for you to literally just network like you're in the cafe space. You jump on a table and then it's a mini video conference room and then nice. you get to, to speak like you're at the, at the CIC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just started like having conversations because the one thing I realized is you know, there's a lot of content, but not a lot of conversation happening. Yeah. You know, yep. doing these webinars where you're sitting there doing work and having it on the background like a podcast. Right. And so I actually wrote a blog post about this. And, you know, at Venture Cafe, we're, th- we're looking at, at addressing the full spectrum of needs. You think about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't think it's hierarchical. I think it is more of a spectrum and, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to do them in a certain order. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at how we address the full spectrum of people's needs like we had a cooking class as one of the wellness power hour sessions and it was awesome you know we had a chef dolce that was was sharing a couple of great recipes and um so that's how we're kind of pivoting we're just looking at how we can serve more and how we can add more value Mm -hmm. um because we're blessed enough to have great uh fundraising support through knight foundation on the venture cafe side and allegheny franciscan ministries who supports the work in overtown to really give us that uh, platform mm-hmm. to not be stuck in a position where we're gonna we're, we're, we're not able to keep our operations going luckily right. we're gonna be here to continue to serve on the NIA project side you know we're doubling down on our alumni uh, we are spending this time to really plan better uh, fellowship experiences for 2021 mm-hmm. begin to have conversations virtually about expansion to new markets and then also just doubling down on the way we support our alumni we've got 57 at the moment some are beginning to go to grad school which is nice. great so we've been doing these master classes because we had a family reunion where just, we jumped on a zoom call and they were like this is what we need we want a book club we want coaching on you know financial fitness um balance making assessing our opportunities um like how to maximize our personal brand so we're just developing content and interactive just like we have master classes in the fellowship abroad we're taking that same concept and providing them for the alumni and i you know i got a valuable piece of feedback this week for an alum I was just coaching her through the process of a scholarship she got for the summer that requires her to do some research. And she was like, this is what was missing. This was what was missing from me. A project was we feel so amazing when we're there. And then it stops when we're back because we're no longer in that experience. So we're looking at how we take the magic of that experience and make it continuous to support our alumni, which helps us actually be more impactful in the way we serve and the way we also sell the program for potential sponsors and partners on the personal side. You know, I do a lot of kind of coaching of folks around strategy. And so I've just been, you know, checking in with people that I've helped strategize around various uh, models for their business mm-hmm. and for their lives as innovators and entrepreneurs and just checking in to see how it can be helpful to them, giving them some additional kind of thought partnership around navigating um, this um, since I've been able to not quite successfully but pretty well yeah. navigate the shift uh using the other two platforms i lead yeah that's dope like like you like <clears throat> the way you're you're still navigating is like as if the covid never existed you know what i mean like and i, I think that's very um that's very important for anyone listening is like to still carry on with what you do from your day to day as much as possible like within your four walls right like is to figure that out like you know uh for example with me like i I did take a step back 
and because I, I felt like uh, I was just just in the hustle and bustle of every day. Like Miami is super fast, so you got to be like you got to get with the rhythm or get out. Like it's it's like it's like a current, like it's like an ocean. Like if you don't know how to swim, like it's definitely gonna roll roll you back on the shore. Like you know what I mean. And so um, with this time, like I was like, you know what? I want peace. I want. Uh, like, I want to have more time with, you know, uh, Alejandra. I want to have more time with the dogs. I want to walk more. I want to, you know, things like that. And and when I focus on those things, like, then all of my other ideas just started, like, coming. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this. I'm going to draw this. I'm going to uh, do work on a podcast more. Like, you know, it was all these different things. And, and like you said, it's just um, having, like, that focus and, and uh, discipline to be like, all right, I'm gonna still do these things and not just watch Netflix like a whole series in a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, even though, even though, even though I've done it, and I ain't gonna lie, I've done it. I've done, I've done it a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> I've done it a couple of times. Um, but, but it, you know, it is important to have like the um, the the personal time, like you said. Like, you know, it's like. The, the personal time is important too like so you you can watch some Tiger King and and get loose and be like all right cool like let me watch some some mind number things that that is entertaining and things like that um and uh and, and continue that I think you know uh and, and we you, you can you can you know if you want to comment on this you can but I just watched this documentary last night um because I've been on this like idea of making sure that everything that I do or everything that other people are working on that I want to like, you know, if they need my help or, or, uh, we collaborate and things like that is to always, um, be like a helping driving force. Right. So I, I watched this documentary last night on the, uh, the unbanned, it's called unbanned the legend of the air Jordan one. Right. So it's a literal documentary specifically talking about um, when Jordan um, came into the league as a rookie and Nike were like, hey, we're going to put all our eggs in one basket, make a shoe and give it to him. Right. During this time, like this is right when Reagan was in office, Bush was uh, Bush Jr. was um, vice president. Uh, so like drugs is really prevalent, things like that. Um, but then also. uh with the NBA, the NBA was at the very bottom, the very bottom of, of like sports and things like that. On top of that, um, with the uniforms, Converse was like owning everything and they were wearing all white shoes, right? So Nike at the time like had no, like they were losing people, they wasn't a shoe company, um, they were laying off like 400 people, things like that. And it, and it was like like white men being like, hey, we're going to invest in Michael Jordan this and, and we're going to like put a shoe on him. Right before this, like he goes to the um, what is it? The uh, the uh, the Olympics and goes ham. Right. So he beats him. This, he, he hasn't even played a game yet. Right. He hasn't even played a game. So they they Nike decides to make a shoe, which turns out to be like the Jordan one. It was red and black. And ultimately, the shoe um, was banned. Well, it was the legend is that it was banned, right? Like from the NBA, from David Stern, who was the commissioner. So I bring this up because uh, I learned so much about marketing and also like how being authentic, uh, authentically, right? Authentically yourself is ultimately like how you do everything and how all of these dope opportunities come right so the fact that the shoe was quote unquote banned right they did a commercial where like they uh put bars over the shoe and basically and basically said like even though jordan cannot possibly can't wear the shoe that doesn't mean you can't so that's where it started where like people were like i gotta have a shoe because it's like fighting against the man it's like it's uh, this this is my individuality. This is like show how bold I am. Things like that. So I bring that up because um, the way that I've been seeing a lot of people, especially like you guys at Venture Cafe, and um, like what I'm trying to do is like we're using the time, uh, like that we're in right now, to still continue to push and do everything that that, that we're you know 
our purpose is set out for us to do. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important in seeing what you're doing with like the Neo project and things like that. Like, hey, still pushing that. Um, like how Venture Cafe has now like a new uh, way of uh, communicating and doing all these different things. Like, like that's it. That's the that's the point. You know what I mean? So I, I just wanted to get your feedback on that because um, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head. And I started off by saying this at the beginning is, and I say this to the fellows, and when you come to Rwanda, you will also hear this. Um, When you let your purpose kind of drive everything, um, then you will see the types of results that you want to see. So my personal mantra, which I'm surprised I didn't say this, um, but people that know me know this is it my personal mantra is people purpose and impact over everything else Mm -hmm. right over notoriety over money Mm -hmm. over sometimes partnerships over Mm -hmm. funding relationships people purpose and impact over everything else and i found when when i like lead with you know the purpose what's the why when I live with people, like, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I help develop them? How can I get them to where they need to be? Right. And when I want to leave impact, which is not just serving, but thinking about, like, how do I shift the system? How do That's I right. think about changing really deep, tough problems? Which mm-hmm. are, like, I'm a systems thinker. I'm a futurist. If you look at my strength finder. So yeah. I don't, I'm not afraid to tackle, like, you know, the next generation of purposeful leaders. Like, that's the big goals. Right. But I found that 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 works like when you're just authentic and you're yourself and you are really bullish on like your values that's why like i don't like to say i get a lot of speaking engagements or i like do all this publicity but it mostly comes my way because i think we're just focusing on those three things and then people want to hear about it they want to learn about it and then you see like the fruits of that the manifestation of that like that's what venture cafe is i would say the fifty thousand people has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with people purpose and impact that's it people being purposeful about serving and thinking about how we change you know what inclusive innovation looks like Mm. in our city and the same thing with nia project Mm. the kids that you see and the alumni that are so impressive to you that's because not because we're trying to market um i think that they tell the story that's why the, the videos are so much better like they tell the story their experiences their success is the best um evidence for the work that we're doing um and i think that you know ego this year I've been doing a lot of like, um, my friend Nadia calls it shadow work, been doing a lot of work about like the negative aspects of self to think about, um, what are some negative, um, negative motivations, things that will impact your thinking. And for me, I've realized like the two most problematic things ever for mindset and your ability to achieve are your ego and fear. And so I often ask myself, is this fear talking? Or this is ego talking. talking. And then when you're able to acknowledge and be aware of that, then you can kind of put it aside and then focus on the positive things, which are the people, purpose, and impact. And so I think that when you you see success, like um, that Jordan campaign example, Mm -hmm. like, you know, groups that are really impressive, like, I don't know, Virgin Airlines, I'm a big fan of um, uh, Richard Branson and his leadership style it's because there's less of a focus on ego and less of a focus on like fear and just kind of taking the risk and doing what you know is, is right in your heart, man. Wow. What a, what a way, what a way to end the podcast. Jeez, man. Like that was, that's fine. I couldn't have said it better myself. Like, (laughs) um, yeah, that's, that's so beautiful, man. Like, please, please tell everyone how we can find you like your websites, all that. I'm going to put all that in the description so everybody can follow you. And I'm definitely going to have like, when I post your episodes, you'll have like all these slides that I'm going to have so people can, can check you out. But please share that information with everyone. So me personally, you can always find me on Instagram because yeah. <laughs> that's the platform I'm on. So I'm at Leanne.Buchanan. Um, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. And then Nia Project, really simple, same handle for everything at Nia Project, N-Y-A-H Project, um, you know, dot org, at for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and then for Venture Cafe, you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at 
at Venture Cafe MIA. Um, and you can find us online at VentureCafeMiami.org. Um, but, you know, I think what you're doing is amazing. I think your work is amazing. I really appreciate having the opportunity to chat um, about doing and what I care about. And uh, I can't wait to, you know, expose you to the motherland. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Also, have to go to this motherland. You had no idea, dude. Like, I, like, I, I, I'll even say this. Like, I have been watching this one video of these kids from Africa who are dancing to um, Drake's Tootsie. Dude, yeah. I'm like, I'm hype. I'm like, I've been watching that so much. I'm like, dude, I cannot. Wait. I'm about to get my dance moves up uh, when I go to Africa. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna probably like put me in one of the routines. Give me in a routine. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me. I gotta stretch first, but we'll. we'll I want that routine, dog. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Leanne. Like for real. Like I, you know, it, it's been an honor, man. Like to 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 talk to you and and work with you on on the Nia project and stuff. I'm looking forward to that. All of the work that you do is like it's really dope, and you always have profound things to say. Like it's it's yeah, remarkable, remarkable, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. Check you out later. <laughs>